I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! You won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! WGGs. After further review, I'm Derek Lawson here with David, the man of God. Harris here on the phone lines. And we'll get into this uh, segment right now where David has been doing the uh, NFL's offseason moves with the NFC and AFC, which you can check out on our podcast on SoundCloud or also on iTunes. Make sure you visit WGGs After Further Review on SoundCloud or make sure you just go to After Further Review on iTunes so you can listen to us in your pocket either go on itunes or for google play or get the soundcloud app download it and you can listen to our podcast if you miss us on saturdays 11 to 1 now we got david the man of god harris on the phone lines here and david what's up man what's going on no much just it's good friday got women's college basketball going on you know i'll get there and jump away for me some team called the Cavs are playing well, for, good Friday night. Well, actually, we're uh, taping on Friday night as we're getting into uh, Saturday here. As uh, Actually, luckily, we were on the air for a long time. Actually, we were on the air for about two and a half hours because the radio boss went down. Hopefully, the radio boss does not go go down uh, uh, today because then you wouldn't be able to listen to the show. But we had to actually fill content air as I had accidentally forgotten, uh, uh, actually uh, forgotten, uh, uh, the password to get the radio boss up so we would have had some a little bit of dead air but now we're here on another week and another show for 88.3 WXUT and uh, David you, you're mock draft you're doing the top 16 I mean this is mock draft uh, what 3? 2.0 2.0 3 or 2.0 yeah. so uh, take it away uh, uh, David with the uh, first pick and on the clock the Cleveland Brown. And this does include trades and everything that have been updated. So David's going by what a team needs or whatever best player is available. And who are the Browns going to get, David? Well, of course, it's the Cleveland Browns. So you, you never know for sure. But I still hold with my draft 1.0. Take Saquon Barkley. With, like, best okay. player available. Okay. So you you're saying that the, the Browns are going to still take Barkley at number one, even though this is a quarterback lead, and I believe Kuyper's NFL mock draft has quarterbacks at one, two, three, five, and fifteen, and he's thinking that it could be Josh Allen. So you're going against the Kuyper. Yeah, it, I understand what everyone's saying. This is a quarterback lead. You can never, you got to pick hot. But you also have the number four pick. And if you pick, say if you get a quarterback at one, are you really going to pick Sam Darnold? And I went on my rant last week about kind of Sam. I really didn't see much of Sam Darnold. Yeah, and he has this aura of, oh, he's winning, he's successful. But 
for for what USC quarterbacks are worth, they really don't do much in the NFL. And then you look at a Josh Rosen in UCLA, and that gives us the whole red flags of you know where is this hard and is this hard really into it. So I just think with the number one pick, it has to be a can't miss prospect. And there's too many questions with the quarterback. At least for at number at the number one spot, there's too many questions with the quarterback. Plus, it's not as though the Cleveland Browns have actually drafted a good quarterback in recent memory. Their most winning quarterback since drafting Johnny Manziel is Johnny Manziel, and he has two wins in his career. Well, so, now, this is new management and everything. you got to give a little bit of credit, though, David, to this Browns uh, management. They've, get, they've got targets. They're setting everything up. Um, I mean, you know, you're trying to get a quarterback for the next, I guess, 12 years. And you're right, the Browns, uh, I think they've had like 27 quarterbacks since they've come back into the league and, you know, started off with Tim Couch. Can they get it right? I, I've said this in previous shows. These quarterbacks, I don't see a guy that's like an Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning that's like a franchise-changing uh, quarterback. Now, I guess in a, in a sense, they could have gotten, I believe, was uh, Donovan McNabb, who did really well with the Eagles. But then again, though, the way that this team has been building, you know, trying to get the line fixed up, trying to give them some targets to throw to, which me and my dad talked about it. Why not just keep Kaiser then if you – Kaiser had nothing, um, but at least they're giving Tyrod Taylor something, and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But I can see what you're saying. So you got Barkley going number one to the Browns. Who you got going at number two? And I have the New York Giants t- taking the first quarterback, and I have them taking Josh Rosen. Why from UCLA? I think one, he's the better out of the sport. He's the best in my mind. Some people are saying Sam Darnold, but I'm like, yeah. But I still think Josh Rosen, what New York is trying to do in terms of the pieces that they have, it's part, are they rebuilding, are they reloading the whole OBJ situation? So having a quarterback where he can be able to sit for a year, two years behind Eli Manning and just learn. So I think... Out of those prospects, I think Josh Rosen is the best quarterback prospect, and the Giants need a quarterback. Uh, number three, the Jets, and again, this is unless there's eighteen thousand trades with the Jets. Now wait a minute, now Josh, Ro- why go with Rosen in that weather when Dan- Darnold's a little bit bigger? And aren't you afraid of injuries? I mean, in the NFL, you, everyone's going to have some kind of injury and banged up. And, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, kind of Sam Darnold, probably the same thing with for a team that wants to take a guy like Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph or like any of these quarterbacks. The only one that really has cold weather, quote-unquote, experiences, Josh Allen in Wyoming. And he's playing in Wyoming, so it's not as though he's – playing against, you know, the top-tier talent. So he, and looking at his stats, he really didn't even throw that much in terms of yardage and statistics. But I just think Josh Rosen, for what he brings to the table, kind of being able to make every throw, there is that some inconsistencies and, you know, the maturity aspect and where his heart is. I think send him to New York. He'll he'll. He'll learn one way or the other, and I think New York's the perfect place for him to sit and learn. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, 
Wentz, I mean, Carson Wentz didn't play supposedly against some of the best talent. Look what he did with Philadelphia before he got hurt. But I can see your arguments going. Now, who are the Jets getting? J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. Well, I figure since we're sticking with the L.A. to New York connection, I have the Jets taking Sam Darnold. Oh, okay. I can see that. All right. Because, again, the Jets are perpetual need of a quarterback. Well, wait a minute. Didn't they learn their lesson from Mark Sanchez? I mean, according to some Jets fans, they think Mark Sanchez is the one that led the two AFC championship games and not that defense. So, (laughs) and yeah, I mean... I'll give Mark Sanchez credit for those years when there was a, you know, a comparable, pretty solid defense, and he just had to be a game manager and not screw up. He looked great, but again, it goes back to my eternal point of find me a USC quarterback that's been successful in the league since Carson Palmer, and it just happened. So there's that pressure, plus the ability of, you know, as a quarterback, you're supposed to not make mistakes, and he has had problems with ball security, so that's going to be a red flag coming into the league. So there's a lot of questions, but I just think they'll continue the trend and they'll try to hope that Dan Darnold can bring them a little bit of luck. All right, now who do the Browns get? This is the big one at the number four pick. You pick Barkley, and we know this is a quarterback league. Now who do you, the Browns get at four? Here I have them staying true to my 1.0. I have them taking Quentin Nelson the line from Notre Dame because you lost Joe Thomas to retirement. Yeah. And you got to protect whoever's in the backfield quarterback, running back and get time. And Quentin Nelson's the best prospect often the lot prospect in a long time. And so I just think you solidify that, that front line. You get a dynamic weapon and a running back. Like you can make out really well if you play smart. And I think the Browns will do the smart move by taking Quentin Nelson. Or at least I hope they will take the smart move. And if, if, if he goes by how you do the draft, it's almost to the point where they shouldn't have got rid of Kaiser then. Because, I mean, Tyrod yeah. Taylor, let's face it, I mean, he's a game-managing quarterback. He has some experience, but he's not going to be – he would do the same thing that Kaiser would do in his second year. And now you're protecting him. You're getting him weapons and everything like that. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's just not the long-term answer. I mean, just going to, by the way, you, you're you doing the mock draft, and if the Cleveland Browns were to go this way, I would just think that. And I heard they, they ended up, you know what, Stanton, too, as well as a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that would just sound crazy. I mean, I guess the way the moves that the Browns are doing, to me, it seems like they're looking to get one of these quarterbacks. But, you know, this is the, the DH uh, uh, mock draft. But, okay, so – you know, they go for, which makes sense. You're getting Barkley in a lineman to protect the quarterback and uh, explosive player. But at the same time, if you're going by the way you're picking, there's really they don't have a quarterback. I mean, the guy that can really be their franchise guy. But, okay, who's well, who? Uh, well, I mean, there, there are a depth of quarterbacks. It's not as though, I mean, you mentioned Deshaun Kaiser. They got him last year in the second round because right. he fell. And, I mean, guys like Mason Rudolph, I mean, who, who knows, a late-round flyer on our guy. I but, mean, but, the, but the point is, though, David, you're saying now go to the late round. Well, you had the late-round guy on your team. And, and, and let's face it, some people who listen to the show might think that Ty, Kaiser's terrible. But I, I, I'm not saying this to be a homer guy, but I really think Kaiser can be a long-term sufficient quarterback in this league. They could lead a team possibly 
to the playoffs of the championship if you give him something. I mean, you're like, well, he had 22 interceptions. But then again, though, uh, it was ben, right, two, one, and Roethlisberger, I believe, had one less interception than him. And let's face it, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he did that last season. So, I mean, it's kind of hard when you're not throwing anybody. But I, I the way I, I see what you're saying with your draft, but I have to, I have to go with the sense and with Dorsey that they've got to be thinking about drafting one of these quarterbacks, whoever it may be. But then again, though, those two picks that you put out there, those are those are actually two good legitimate picks. But then it gets the head scratching question of uh, basically who's going to be your uh, your uh, your quarterback here. So um, keep going with number five, though, uh, as we move right. on. I have the Denver Broncos and John Elway kind of similar conversation with kind of the Cleveland Browns. I have the Broncos taking Josh Allen. Okay. A quarter, the quarterback from Wyoming because John Elway is trying to get this, you know, pocket or a prototype quarterback. You know, he loves his quarterbacks, but then also they just brought in Case Keenum, and is he going to be the long term guy? He's twenty nine years old, and a quarterback pushing thirty is not a you know outside of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Brett Favre. We played until he was eighty. <laughs> like quarterbacks don't last into their mid-30s, late-30s in this league. Right, and you're right. The, the elite quarterbacks can get you through, and let's face it, that last year that uh, Peyton Manning uh, played, he didn't really win that Super Bowl for the Broncos. I mean, he was throwing a lot of lame ducks out there. So, but I, yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. I guess that my thing is they're going to give up on Paxton Lynch now? Well, I think he's already, by in case Kim, I think he's already given up on Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I can see that, especially Trevor Simeon. <laughs> I mean, they brought in Brock Osweiler at some point. Like, like at some point, you just have to count the losses. And yeah, you have all these quarterbacks, but were any of them really NFL ready when they were in? And the answer is no. And they have weapons in Denver, and so it was just a matter of it just not working out. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, the Colts. Now, they already have a quarterback, so who who do they choose? Yeah. I mean, they have a quarterback. He just, I don't know if he's actually going to play this year. <laughs> but, but I'm taking Bradley Chubb, Ed Rusher from State, best defensive player in the draft. You kind of need to shore up your defense, and best defensive player. It should be a no-brainer, but then again, it's the NFL. Okay, and then now you have the Buccaneers, one of your, your second favorite team. And here, just, I went back and forth, but I've solidified them taking Mika Fitzpatrick, the defensive back from Alabama. And so here I've seen, there's basically three names that they can go. Denzel Ward, cornerback from Ohio State, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Derwin James, the safety for Florida. And so I was thinking, secondary-wise, you want to have – if you can get a guy that's versatile and can be effective in two positions, you know, cornerback and safety, you go for it. So that kind of took away Denzel Ward for me. And then it was just a matter of better fit for what Tampa Bay is doing, Fitzpatrick and Derwin James. And so I think while Derwin James has the ability to play at that second level, I just think more consistently I can see Mick and Fitzpatrick play in that slot corner and free safety to a little bit better effectiveness than Derwin James playing safety, linebacker, hybrid type corner position. 
Okay, and now who does who does my bear select? I'm interested to see who they who at number eight. They've got their quarterback. They've got a running back. Now who do they select? I mean, before, like mock draft one point five, I had them taking Calvin really, but then they brought in all these wide receivers. I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? So I have them taking Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker. I just think you got to strip the defensive line. I really thought this would have been a perfect spot for Calvin Ripley, but apparently they're trusting they're they're trusting the guys that they have at the wide receiver core, and the red the red flag. Like, do you like? I don't trust those wide receivers. I mean, granted, I'm not a Bears fan, but I mean, do they do they take a flyer? You know, one of the better linebackers in the draft, if not the best pure linebacker in Edmonds, which I have them going. Would I be surprised if they went defensive back? No, because the Bears always need a corner for safety. Would I be surprised if they went wide receiver? Probably not. I just think those are two positions. So I think I think Edmonds is the best fit for them and best available at that time. Okay, that okay, that makes sense. What about San Fran? What kind of San Francisco treat do they get? Uh, I have the Niners taking Derwin James, the safety from Florida State, simply because the guy that's running the team knows a little bit about playing safety in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And regardless of this new ruling, and I'll rant about that next week, I, I think Derwin James can be what San Francisco needs just to help and two, he's being mentored by Richard Sherman, and that never helped, or that never hurt, I should say. Having a guy with that physicality, kind of showing you the ropes. So, yeah, San Francisco, I, I think Ford James would be a perfect fit for him. Okay, now next, what do the Raiders go with? The guys across in the Bay, but then also going to go to Las Vegas. I'm sticking also on the deep. This is going to be you know, a good defensive stretch. I've been taking Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Just being, again, best available player at a position that they need. Help make that defense even better and get the younger, stronger, faster. Should be a hit and a home run out of the park, but you never know. Right, that is true. Next, the Dolphins at number 11. I'm taking Vita Vey, uh defense tackle for Washington, just lost in Dominican Sioux. And I mean, among like half their team. So getting a guy who is formidable on the defensive line, again, should be a no brainer mm-hmm. for Miami. And then coming up after that, the Buffalo Bills, do they circle the wagons? I think they do, and they get. A pure gunslinger, Boomer Sooner, Baker Mayfield. Oh. And I debated whether the Bills will take a quarterback, and at first I thought Josh Allen probably won't flip this far just because he's that big type. And then I thought, would they really go Lamar Jackson, who I think is a better quarterback? But then again, they just got rid of Taylor. So wouldn't make sense getting rid of a guy who would be able to mentor a Lamar Jackson being that kind of 
a you know scrambling ability kind of guy. But then it's also, you know, who wouldn't love to see Baker Mayfield just run around in that snow? <laughs> Up next is the Redskins, and they lost. They lost Kirk Cousins. What do they do at number thirteen? I mean, I know they got okay. Alex Smith, but is he the answer? And what's you know what's going on with them? Well, Alex Smith's more of a stopgap, similar to Tyrod Taylor, similar to really to Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been taking Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I just think. Uh, cornerback prospect, especially playing, again, in that division where you see the wide receivers that you'd be going up against. Odell Beckham, um, Des Bryant when he's right. Well, if Odell's still there, he could be packing yeah. his bags and going somewhere else. Yeah, the four or five you know receivers Philadelphia has. So you, you need a good cornerback, and I think Denzel Ward, pure corner, one of the best coming out in this year's draft. And so I think it should be a no-brainer, but then again, you never know. It, it, is the, it is the Redskins. Who are the Packers getting at 14? Considering now that they have Kaiser and Hunley as the backups to Aaron Rodgers. But then again, he lost a lot, and he doesn't have much of a receiving core. Yeah, here's where I kind of flipped, had to flip a coin. And so my gut tells me that they'll go Marcus Davenport, the defensive end from you know, Texas San Antonio. But my head tells me from my 2.0, they'll go Calvin Ridley. Because I don't think he'll far he'll fall this far. And again, like you said, losing Jory Nelson, who was a reliable receiver and really the only good receiver Green Bay had that was consistent. So I think bringing in a big play receiver who can take the top off like a Calvin Ridley would just be a perfect toy for Aaron Rodgers to have at his art. You know, deploying this arsenal. And now, number 15, the last one here in this segment, Arizona Cardinals. Carson Palmer retired. What do they do? I have the Cardinals going defensive, uh, going secondary, and I'm taking Mike Hughes, the cornerback from Central Florida. Losing um, Tyrod Matthew is a big... I think it will be a bigger deal than more most people want to admit or imagine, even though yeah, he was struggling a little bit late. But in that division, you got to have a strong secondary to even compete. And considering he's the Rams have brought in, considering who the Seahawks still have that they are still seeing who San Francisco was starting to bring in, like there are a lot of weapons that you have to be aware of. Wow, and look at that. We've gotten through 15 picks in about 20 minutes as we had that much of the time allowed it. And David doing a really good job here. We'll have another mock draft. As you realize, David, the draft is about a month away. Yeah, a little less than a month away. Countdown begin. Next week I'll have the second half of the mock draft 2.0. Ooh. A little bit, little bit you know, not surprises, but Steelers fans, you may or may not like who I who I think we should take. Nah, well, and I'll just hold on to your seats. You can listen to this first part of this podcast, like I said, on SoundCloud or on iTunes. We're always on air though on Saturdays, eleven to one here on eighty-eight point three WXUT. Coming up next, the G League or one and done. You should stay tuned for this. Is uh, me and David 
discuss that here on 88.3 WTTs. After further review, uh, David, we'll be right back, right? Yep. That's right. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned.